to No Shock Sherlock, the podcast about the trailer for the movie Detective Pikachu. My name is John Barr. I'm recording this episode from inside my bathroom because apparently the construction on the luxury condos next door is an essential business, so that's uh, super fun and good. Uh, but one thing that is also uh, super fun and good, but also in a serious, non-sarcastic way, is my buddy and guest, uh, writer extraordinaire about uh, games and entertainment and just about anything, Bern Gilbert. Bern, how you doing, buddy? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. I do write about anything. That's right. That's What's Pay me to write about anything, especially right now. <laughs> What's been your favorite thing to write about? In, what? That's such a... I can't make a joke. I was uh, There's like a funny answer there, but it's just it's just, it's just just games. I've been mostly writing about games lately. Listen, I we did be write, serious. Uh, I mean, if we can get into it, I did write the uh, Insider.com review for the D- Detective Pikachu film. So... Why was this not the first thing? That, oh, goodness this, gracious. Because well, uh, I wanted thing. a genuine John Barr reaction. And and you got it. And I am very excited to discuss that and all manner of things with you, Burn. But but uh, here's the thing: we've got a we've got a, a, a theme to this bathroom chat, uh, bathroom side chat, I guess is what I'm going to call it. The thing about this podcast is, you know, it, it doesn't. It, this might surprise you, Burn, but this podcast does not make me a lot of money. Uh, I'm shocked. Right. Uh, frankly, you would expect me to not be shocked. But uh, yes, yes, shock Sherlock is how I respond to that. <laughs> that took me no for a money, second no money like, from podcasting. You say? I know it's wild, and that's why I realized that you know we would we would have to sell this podcast to somebody, like any good business does. Uh, and what okay. I realized is that there's a brand new platform that we can sell this show to, and it's a little something called Quibi. Have you heard of this? Tell me about Quibi. Quibi John, tell me about Quibi. Quibi is uh, is the new CISO. Obviously, uh, which definitely says good things about it. Uh, it is a streaming platform specifically designed for mobile, for people on the go who aren't trapped in quarantine in their houses for months on end. Uh, it's wow. all about shows that that's are That's a very minutes. bad pitch. Yeah, they right? would never hire you because you would just say, "Oh yeah, this uh, this program's for no, this this app is for nobody right now." Yeah, this app truly came out at the worst time. Uh, but the conceit is, everything on that platform is 10 minutes or less. And this podcast is, you know, already pretty short as far as podcasts go. You know, I don't think we've had, I don't think we've had a single episode that has been a full hour or more. Which I think is very good. But what I realized is that we could be doing even more. So I've decided that, from now on, we're gonna just split up every single episode of the podcast into discussions that are no longer than 10 minutes. And that way, each episode can be three episodes on Quibi, you know? One podcast, one no shock equals three quibits. And so that's going to be a great way to just make some money off of the pod. That, sounds, that sounds like money. It's, it sounds exactly like money. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, now we just have to make sure that we talk nice and quick about everything, all right? What? We just have to make sure that we talk nice and quick. And that's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to okay, be about the worst thing we can do. Um, and the first thing we're going to talk about is your thoughts on the film Detective Pikachu. Are you ready? In 10 minutes? In 10 minutes or less. All right. Uh, we're going to start in 3, 2, 1, go. So what did you think about the movie? Did you think that it was good? Did you think that it was bad? Did you think that the trailer did a good job communicating everything that happened in the film while still leaving mystery? Well, I don't think a trailer's job is to do a good job communicating everything that happened in a film. 
or I think that's a bad trailer. I I think the trailer is all right. I um I liked the movie generally. I believe I gave it a B minus, um, mm-hmm. which is like pretty pretty good for what it is. Also, I I, that's the only college. review I've ever like done on that scale. So there's like not really a lot of context for it. But I um I think I kind of wrote about. It's a it's a good movie for people who like Pokemon. It is a can I swear on this podcast? Absolutely, you can swear. It is a, it is a dog shit movie for people who don't like Pokemon. Like I can't imagine. Uh, well, don't swear in a way that that besmirches the Pikachu. I, I, I just sorry. mean you can say like "fuck, I, I love toast." I, you can edit that out. <laughs> it is uh, it is a rough uh, experience for people who don't have any kind of a uh, cultural or emotional attachment to Pokemon. But I, I think those people are a little few and far between, at least in, in our age range. And I think it's a, uh, man, it's, it's, it was a good time. It's, mm. it's been a bit, but, uh, I actually saw it twice. I saw the screener and then I saw it, um, with my girlfriend, she wanted to see it and I had a good time. I mean, especially this is where we're going to go with this. Uh, did you see Sonic? I did not see Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no, I could only commit myself to one or two CGI creatures <laughs> in a real person world at a time, and I've already committed to Detective Pikachu and G Force. So I mean, that, that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna pretend I know what G Force is and just roll along. But I think uh, that <laughs> he's getting. You know, it. I'm not. I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a much better movie than Sonic the Hedgehog. Um. But I think it has that same kind of glue. I think all the the periphery stuff of like, I like all the the little Easter eggs and the Pokemon, and actually the the ending the ending twist of of Detective Pikachu actually is like, hey, it is meaningful, and it is like, hey, what if it is in conversation with what I think the the games and and a lot of the the universe is doing, which is like, hey. Uh, let's fight these. Let's fight these guys. That's their purpose. It is kind of humanizing the Pokemon in a way that I really appreciated. Uh, it's also kind of a you know just like a romp. But uh, also Pokemonizes really... humans. Am I right? Huh? It also Pokemonizes humans in a in a way. It Pokemonizes right. it total. <laughs> okay, now I hate this movie. <laughs> No! What a bad... That's what happens no, anytime I, uh, someone listens to the podcast. The, they, the they flips them to either loving the movie or hating the movie. And that's, I think, the sign of a good podcast. You know? Ooh. It makes people feel extremes. My joy, my, my new Joy-Cons have arrived. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, um, I think the, the big thing tying... the Making that point of comparison to, to Sonic is the kind of Ryan Reynoldsification of... The, the sidekick buddy, and that's where I think these two kind of are, are most similar. I don't know. I uh, I wish it was. Is this a different topic? I don't know. I wish it was Danny DeVito. We might get to that later. Oh, it's part. It's part of the topic now. You, if you imagine, wanted it to be a topic, you should have brought it up within be. the quibit about the movie. I made this imagine very how much clear. better this movie would be if it was Danny DeVito. You think it should be Danny DeVito? Do you think it would have been weird to have Danny DeVito... Do you think it would have been weirder to have Danny DeVito be Justice Smith's dad as opposed to Ryan Reynolds being Justice Smith's dad? Uh, hmm. No. I think it would have made more sense. Yeah? Yeah. Exp- expound. Explain. I refuse. 
Uh, I think age is a big one, although Danny DeVito may be too old. Ah, imagine how good that... This is a comedy, ostensibly, right? It's a a comedic film. It's certainly a romp. (laughs) uh, And it's not funny when at the... Spoilers for Detective Pikachu. When at the end, uh, they show a live-action Ryan Reynolds. It's just like, oh, this... This, look at this handsome uh, man who is aging gracefully. Oh, yeah, no, uh, that's fully the thing I spoiled also two minutes ago. <laughs> but uh, I think that just would have been such a great punchline at the end if it was like, oh, and also his dad is, uh, you know. Absolutely. No, the, the reason the, I bring it up the is short because radical man. to me it makes sense that Ryan Reynolds would be Justice Smith's dad because they're both pretty men. They're both True. just good-looking men, uh, whereas if you compare Justice Smith to Danny DeVito, Justice Smith is a good-looking boy, and Danny DeVito is a god amongst men. So it's like, you know, how, how can you compare? Also, hasn't Danny DeVito had his time with the Lorax? Hasn't he had his uh, time with, was it, ch- ch- what was the name of the character in Hercules? Was it Chiron or Chiron? I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm such a bad Greek nerd. That that was my whole personality for like a year or two in middle school. It's like, oh, I love the Greek gods, Percy Jackson, and the Lightning Thief. And now I can't remember I, uh, anything. I I also believe that Danny DeVito should have been in the Percy Jackson movie, which I didn't see. I I boycotted it because there was no Danny DeVito. Oh. I think my bias is showing. However, was it Chris Brosnan that played. In the movie, it was a bad movie, so it doesn't really matter. No, I disagree. Bad movies matter. Here's a question: Would it have been better if Daniel Craig had been Detective Pikachu, now knowing that he can play such a good detective in Knives Out? Yeah, probably. And he's like a good handsome dad. He's a great handsome dad. Absolutely. The the thing people don't realize is like, yeah, you got to get someone who can do the cute, the Ryan, the 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 detective voice and, and be a little a little silly, but you gotta get someone who could be a handsome dad at the end. You gotta uh, get handsome dads. It's like, why just, even make art if there aren't gonna be handsome dads roaming about? If you don't want to kiss your dad by the end of it... And that seems like a great point? place to end that quibbit. Alright, so that's one quibby, and that's what? Probably like 500 bucks for this whatever fucking venture capitalist nonsense quibby is going to be. That's some easy money you and I just earned ourselves. And we're only 11 minutes into the podcast. And we've still got so much more money to make. I need money. So do I. And now it's time to talk about topic number two for the second quibbit. It starts now. Cooking Mama, more like Cooking Mama Mia, what's up with the game? So it's called Cooking Mama Cookstar. That is. the name of the game. Um, And it was pulled from the Nintendo Switch eShop. Um, because these accusations haven't been founded, but fairly credible accusations that there is some kind of Bitcoin mining going on that uh, will brick your Switch after playing for about 45 minutes to an hour, is what uh, some folks were saying. Um, and yeah, just crypt- here's the I can if I if I can read the developer statement. As a developer, okay. you can no, say listen, we got we got the gist of it, which is that Cooking Mama Cookstar wants to be the Quibi of video games, which is to say, make some good money out of some you know short little bursts of time. Yeah, I mean, if you can only play for ten minutes uh, without uh, your Switch breaking or your data being stolen, I guess I guess it is Quibi. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, what what what, uh, what do you think is the other most important information 
about as my neighbors just start hammering their shower, I guess, is the sound that we're also going to get. That's part of this podcast. I, I can't hear it. That's good. If that helps. But yeah, so this this cooking mama, it's a it's a bit of a mystery. And you know who's great at solving mysteries? Uh, Ryan Reynolds, my dad. Exactly. So my question is, oh, my roommate came home. That's what the sounds are. Now it's now it's all really coming together. So uh, yeah, would I it be better for Detective Pikachu now to start a series of films about investigating other Nintendo games? Yes. Uh, let's start with Mario. What's up with that guy? What is up with that guy? You know, he, he's a. When's the last time he did any plumbing? Eighties, probably the eighties. He's not a plumber anymore, is what I heard. He's technically like just a a, a savior now. I don't know. I, I do think Nintendo did say something officially about he is no longer uh, in a plumber by profession. But he is a plumber in spirit. He's always a plumber um, in spirit and in outfit. And in outfit. Every plumber Although I get to in, this day still in wears... make him wear, you know, you know, like bathing shorts. So That's true. I mean, and, do you and, need nipples to be a plumber? Do you need nipples to be a plumber? Yeah, well, because in, in Super Mario Odyssey, they revealed that Mario doesn't have nipples. It did. I my response to that is I have never met a plumber uh, who doesn't have nipples. But I feel very lucky to say I don't know how many of my plumbers have had nipples because I've never seen any of my plumbers shirtless. That well, feels like a pretty good a thing very, to to be true. Your third eye must be blind, John, because you're living a, a charmed life. Semi charmed life. A semi charmed life. Hell yeah. I know that I know the name of the song. I just think the phrase semi charmed life doesn't really integrate well into most sentences well i'm just uh, an alt-rock e-girl so that's what's important to me well that sounds like a better podcast why can't we get on that one actually wait do you think detective pikachu would be allowed to collaborate with mario or would it have to be rabid mario because the point of detective pikachu is like it's not really pikachu it's Pikachu in another form, like one step removed from standard Pikachu. So do we need the one step removed from Mario where it's like, oh, it's Mario, but a different kind of creature Mario? Uh, that's a good question, John. Uh, that's a real curveball. I think, uh, no, because, <laughs> because no. Who wants that? Well, I, If I you're going to have Mario, you get Mario. I mean, I, I have to look up the statistics on this, but I'm pretty sure the Mario Rabbids game uh, nurses an overall positive score. Yeah, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good game. Uh, I'm just saying, like, let's, can, we, can we get back to, to the Cooking Mama and all this? I, I do think the place to start cooking with Cooking Mama this, Mia, here it, we go again. Is Detective Pikachu cross Cooking Mama. I maybe Mario. I, I feel like Mario is like the Avengers that game of this, of or maybe not. Maybe Mario is the 2012 Avengers of this. Of you got to start with you Iron Man. Start. You got to start with like, for like things a little more low key before low key before you bring everything together. I think Mario is the culmination of the Nintendo Detective Pikachu cinematic universe. Does that mean that if if we're going by that logic and Detective Pikachu teaming up with Mario? is the 2012 Avengers equivalent, does that mean that now putting Detective Pikachu with Cooking Mama in the Detective Pikachu sequel make Cooking Mama either the Whiplash or the Sam Rockwell character from Iron Man 2? Because we are I operating think... under the assumption that Cooking Mama is bad and, and mining Bitcoin from our brains and our games. So she's clearly the villain. 
I think um, Cooking Mama should be played by J.K. Simmons uh, at like Whiplash, the 2014 film. Not the question, but a great answer nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, no, questions are, why would I answer those? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I do think Cooking Mama is the villain, yes. Mm, yeah. I mean... With the Detective she... Pikachu, right? Because, uh, yeah. Does she cook animals in Cooking Mama? I don't know if that's a game where it's like all vegetables. Almost assuredly. Mm. Maybe that... <gasps> I just figured out the connecting tissue between Pokemon it? and Cooking Mama is the PETA games. Have you played any of those PETA games where PETA will make a game about like a popular game and be like, oh, look at that. It's it's friggin' twisted and, and mean to animals. We're going to show yeah. you that you shouldn't be mean to animals by taking a thing like Pokemon, which is good, and making it suck. With Cooking Mama cooking Pokemon, I think I'm... I think I'm picking up on what you're putting down here absolutely we got detective pikachu going up against jk simmons playing Peter cooking mama and that's yeah. going to be the sequel i'm watching a youtube video right now and all i can see is cheese so i'd love to know why you're watching a video when i'm trying to make quibbits because i'm trying to answer your question about if they cook meat or not oh oh you're watching a video of the actual game i see you're doing your games journalism I'm doing, I'm doing games journalism on the pod. As long uh, as it's ethical. That's all that I Hold ask. on. This looks like a sandwich. Give me... This sandwich has meat on it. Confirmed. There uh, we go. Cooking Mama is Pokemon. an asshole. Confirmed. And this will also be great because, you know, we, we could use some more women in Detective Pikachu. There's really only the one. Yeah, on second thought, maybe a woman should play the Cooking Mama. Yeah. Someone in one of my group chats was like, did you guys know that none of the female characters in Lord of the Rings talk to each other throughout any of the movies? And that, that, was, a, that was a whole hullabaloo on the group text. I'm trying to think of more than two uh, female characters. Oh, there's three primary ones. You're right, uh, yep. Yeah, there's, there's... Like th there's three. And um, yeah, they don't talk to each other because they're all kind of in their own different uh, sections of the story. Listen, I'll, I'll leave solving sexism to another podcast that uh, doesn't have two gentlemen as the yeah, two main people. Yeah, you should, you should do that on your, uh, I, f I forget it. And we're, well, it's okay. It's okay to forget it because guess what? We're done with quibbit number two. That's two quibbits in the can right there. Uh, we're killing it and it's only 21 minutes into the pod. We're doing great. Uh, I think we have time for one more quibbit. Uh, and it's going to start in three, two, one, go. Okay. Oh, go. All right. Uh, new Mutants. Uh, more like New Mutants. Mamma Mia. Where's the movie? Where'd like it old, go? old Mutants, because it's an old movie at this point that they're just putting out in 2021. Actually, when was it delayed until? Was it delayed indefinitely again? I don't think like they even things? have a release date for it now. Yeah, I think it's fully just like exists in the ether. It is the most in development hell that anything has been. Just, at, it, least on, at least on that scale. Yeah, I it's, mean, like, uh, at this point, why just put it on Just put it on Hulu? Like, I feel like it's clear that, like, Disney and Marvel is just like, yeah, we don't like this movie, so just put it on freaking Hulu. Yeah, put, it, put on it, it on there. I, it's unfortunate. I don't know. I have nothing funny to say, but it just, like, really sucks. Macy Williams is going to be, uh, like, middle-aged by the time that movie actually comes out. Yeah. So are all of them, but, like, you know. I mean, by the time we see, by the time it's out, we can compare Macy Williams in that timeline to comparing Macy Williams and New Mutants, and 
be as just as equally shocked as we were when we compared Macy Williams between seasons one and eight of Game of Thrones. Doesn't that seem like forever ago when we were mad about Game of Thrones? I think that's like uh, fully yeah. about a year ago at this point that Game of Thrones ended. And we were all so mad. Of- I mean, uh, not to be a hipster, but I was mad at Game of Thrones long before the final season. So it does seem like even longer ago. Well, However, not, to, not, to, not it, to be a hipster, but Game of Thrones is, isn't is even my favorite show. I like shows like You're the Worst. Favorite show. I like shows like Casual on Hulu. It, that's another $500 right there. That's another... I mean, oof. I wonder if oh, yeah. so many Hulu projects is going to cost me Quibi money. I can almost pay my rent. Uh, I, mean, I need you to keep talking more about your thoughts on New Mutants while I look up if the same venture capitalists that own Quibi are Disney people. Uh, almost certainly. Okay. Uh, my thoughts on the New Mutants. Uh, I would really like this movie to come out before I lose all interest in corporate art, but it's likely not going to happen because I'm kind of on my way out. Um, I didn't see the last. I didn't see the last X Men movie. Uh, I have not seen it either. You're the guy. Like, no offense to you, but like, you're, you know. Oh, you're one of the fully, big, you're that's one of the, a very okay thing to call me. The guy? Yeah, I, the I guy. think saying the guy is offensive to some people, uh, specifically some guys who don't want to be the guy. I mean, listen, you if we're to, talking about the, the guy? being hipsters and, and not watching, uh, you know, big franchises anymore, I stopped watching the X-Men uh, new films uh, as early as Apocalypse. I didn't that see Days of Future really Past. Bad. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I didn't see Days of Future Past until it was out on, like, HBO. Uh, so you're not a big uh, X-Men guy. X-Men I, man. I X-Men was a crucial part of my growing up. I love the X-Men. But I still haven't read House and Powers of X. I still haven't seen Dark Phoenix or Apocalypse. Uh, by the way, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, who is kind of running Quibi right now, former Walt Disney guy. Looks like he Wonderful. left Walt Disney in like 1994. So we just we just missed it. Um, ooh, but okay, you watched DreamWorks, so I'll find a DreamWorks plug uh, to keep going into this. Are you saying you're an X X man man? Oh, I yeah. Have to do math. Uh, no, no, X, you're X, saying X, it. Man, man, X man, carry the two. Yes. Cool. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I'd say the same. X-Men was a big part of my growing up. I'd love to see a, a darker rendition of a mutant story. Uh, it is just, it's but, crazy it, to me that they're, that they're like, oh, we're just going to hide new mutants forever and not put it on a streaming platform. When they announced that they're going to be putting uh, friggin, what's it? Oh, Artemis Fowl on Disney+. Plus. That's They've already announced that they're just going to plop now. that movie onto Disney+. Plus. Damn. And I'm just I, like... I, I agree. They should, they should just put it on. They should just put it on the streaming. Uh, and just kind of like... Also, if it seems like they really want to just toss it off and forget about it, this seems like a really good way to do it. And hey, if it's good, people will watch it because there aren't new things coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like a lot of the talent involved. I, I really like Anya Taylor-Joy. I don't know if you saw... The recent Emma adaptation, but I did not. I'm not I did even see a, Thoroughbreds, which she was in. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. I uh, I am not a huge Shane Austin person, but I think that is a very good, uh, very good movie. 
I believe it. I believe it. I mean, based on last week's episode with Matt, I know that I was certainly on the fence about seeing the film, but it's good to, it's good to, you know, get a second opinion. It's, it's crazy to me that my two favorite, like, it's April, and my two favorite movies of the year are a Jane Austen adaptation and a DC movie, and that's going to be what it is for, like, the next two months. Sure, yeah, and you're, of course, referring to Emma and Zack Snyder's commentary on Batman v Superman, right? Yeah, I mean, I just love listening to dudes talk, which is why I listen to so many podcasts. Yeah, well, good news. Also, uh, I, I do have to now go back and say that actually I do think Ron Reynolds was the perfect choice for Detective Pikachu because he was the star of Turbo, DreamWorks Animation, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Ooh, I'm secure in that Quibi bag right now. Excellent. The best thing about uh, Turbo is how much money I'm going to make today. That's exactly, that's the whole point. Is like, I'm just going Turbo mode on money. Turbo riding the whip. Or ghost riding first. the turbo. How would it work? No, I like, what, I like what you said first. Turbo riding the whip? Turb, turb riding the whip. Turb riding the whip. Yeah. Drop the O. It's, it's better. It's mm. cleaner. Hey, you're my Andrew Garfield social network. What was that and guy's you're name? you're my... No, that was... Facebook. That was Justin Timberlake. That was Justin Timberlake. I gotta watch um, the trailer for that movie once we're done here. You should. That's Favorite. another great, much like much like Cooking Mama, Facebook. Another great example of something uh, that's good, but maybe needs to have some uh, some detectives looking into it uh, because of what it's doing to our data. Yeah, my favorite. I, I really want Detective Pikachu to go the Godzilla route. And it's like Detective Pikachu versus Zuckerberg. Detective Pikachu, like he takes on billionaires. That's kind of where I want the series to go. Detective Pikachu versus Bezos, like. That's that's what I want to see from the franchise, frankly. I think another great thing that it could do is go the Wreck-It Ralph 2 slash Emoji Movie route where Detective Pikachu goes into the internet. Uh, and by the way, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, not good. Uh, not emoji good. Movie, I, not I good. Agree. And that's great to say that they're both not good because neither of them are DreamWorks, which as we've established is the best animation house. Jeffrey Katzenberg of Quibi fame. Give us Perhaps. that. The best animated sweet, sequel sweet of all time Quibbit is DreamWorks Money. Is a DreamWorks Dragons, film, and that right? is perhaps the best sequel of all time. Perhaps. The animated sequel of all time is Shrek Two. Another fine DreamWorks. Oh, film. Shrek Two, great Kung Fu Panda, DreamWorks. I think we're we're milking it a little much now. There's no such thing as over milking a cash cow, Burn. That's what I've always said. I've always said that I would be comfortable just like living a reasonable life and not having millions of ad dollars from ad revenue. But uh, I, I think you've changed our mind there. I guess I have been playing a lot of Stardew Valley, and that's a game specifically about leaving a billion dollar... Oh my god. That's specifically... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an anti... Oh uh, that's I've, an sold anti out. I've sold out everything I game. believe in. I've become the monster! I'm Jojo Mart! John Barber like Jojo Bar on a fraud! My digital what? wife, Leah, is never going to look at me the same. My What's grandfather's ghost that I made my life about pleasing. He's going to look at me and know I'm a fraud. Oh, God, just, what have I done? What have I done? I missed that. Who are you romancing? I want to hear. Leah. Uh, oh, I, I said Shrek 2 is the best animated sequel of all time when there's Toy Story 2. I'm a failure. 
Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. Duh. But we can't talk about that. Oh my god. Don't talk about. Don't, don't talk about Toy Story Two. Doesn't exist. Oh. For the sake of. For the sake of this corporate sponsored podcast, the Toy Story sequels do not exist. I don't even know one show that's going to be on Quibi. It's the game show. It's going to be really funny yeah, when we get a show on Quibi in like a month from now, and it's uh, about it's it's reviewing Toy Story two. And that was a Quibi. And that's going to be some real drama, you know? Like, that's... I know we talked a little bit about Game of Thrones. That's going to be the, like, penultimate episode right there, is that little Quibit, where it's like, oh, that was the battle, the battle of, of my soul. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to record the final Quibit later, where I'm like, no, actually, it's good again. Actually, it's good again. Uh, I am curious why you're calling not calling them Quiblets, but that's just me. You know, it's it's only because Quibi is so new, and I'm still I'm still learning the terminology. I'm letting them kind of have the the space to explore exactly how they want to define their time. I think if you just like take an isolated clip of you saying the word quiblet, or I can even say quiblet, uh, then you can add that in, and and it's a little cleaner, it's a little better. I'm basically your copy editor uh, from now on. Oh, gross! Apparently, they want to just call that unit of time a, a quibby. They just want to call it a quibby? That doesn't make any sense, yeah. Like, from now on, every, if it's like, uh, you know, for example, um, hey, hey, uh, John, I'll talk to you in 10 minutes, uh, we're recording in 10 minutes, instead you would just say, uh, I'll catch you in a quibby. Yeah. I'll see you in a quibby. No, I don't know if I like that, but that is the truth. <laughs> huh. Well, you know, I, I can work all this out when I when I email Jeffrey about, uh, you know, collecting our paychecks uh, for this episode. But what this means is that we have now come to the uh, the end of this uh, three quibits worth of podcast. Burn, thank you so much for being on it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that is what I like to ask each of my guests to do at the end of every episode. So I'm I'm glad that you know the the format. Um. Despite the fact that you should be sorry, I would love to hear what kind of things you would like to plug. Sure. Uh, I've got some good stuff in the works. I don't... By the time this is up, unless you get this turned around really quickly... Oh, I will. Um, uh, is this going up before Wednesday? It goes up tomorrow. Okay. So, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, I have a piece going up in IGN today about um, PT... And its status is uh, an urban legend game. It's a thing I've been working on for a little bit, so I'd love for you to read it, everyone. Uh, it is... I talked to Lance McDonald, who is a uh, prominent YouTuber and modder for the game. Um, super excited for that. And then also I have a very short essay on the original 1954 Godzilla going up in May's uh, edition of Unwinnable's Exploits magazine. So you can go to unwinnable.com slash subscribe, I believe. And um, it's like $2 a month if you want that, or $5 a month for both magazines. You can find really good criticism there. But, yep, I'll have something there in the May issue, I believe. Uh, and then I'm working on some other stuff that I can't really talk about, but super excited. Well, uh, where would people be able to see when these articles come out? Is there a good place where they could follow you and your work exploits? Yeah, and then, yeah, of course, just the best place is uh, 
feel the burn b-r-y-n on twitter and i tweet out i'm gonna be tweeting out everything i'm working on and sharing all that work so that's probably the best place to find me and the stuff i'm doing excellent and uh I can't imagine anyone is going to listen to this podcast and not know that I'm at John Bar Tweets on Twitter. I've said it now, so the two of you who are like, I still don't know what the host's deal is, you can go follow me there. My banner's a picture of GeForce, so you'll really be able to just get a, a clue as to what my entire brand is very quickly. All right, well, this has been No Shock Sherlock with your buddies, John and Byrne. Stay shocking. Stay shocking. I love it. Yeah. At what point do you think they're going to make CISO 2? Tomorrow. Yeah.